0: Hey, everyone, Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Yes, we are interviewing a very accomplished and experienced professional real estate entrepreneur. And yes, we're going to talk about real estate. And we're going to talk about something very important for us as real estate investors. And that's, you know, dialing in our health. Because what good does it do to accumulate a huge portfolio, create great cash flow, if you aren't around to enjoy it? All right. So our special guest here today is Fernando Aires, zooming in all the way from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Fernando,
1: how are you doing today? I am doing great, Dave. I'm so glad that we're talking about health. That's a passion of mine.
0: It is. It is. So before we jump into that, let's just give people a little bit of your background, because you're an impressive guy not just health wise, but you're a smart guy. You're a very accomplished professional. You're a very accomplished professional real estate investor. You went from high tech into real estate. You replaced healthy, high tech salary with passive income for real estate investing. Can you just give us a, a very, very short, concise overview of your path with real estate investing? What, when sure. you got into it, how you got into it, what you focused on, what you're doing these days?
1: Sure. So I was born in Brazil and came to the U.S. when I was a teenager, went to college in, in New York, graduated as an engineer, got hired to work for a computer design company in Massachusetts and designed computer chips for pretty much most of my life. That's my previous life, I, I would call it. 25 years designing computer chips. And it was great. Got to work for Apple as the pinnacle of, of my career for 10 years. What I realized is even though I was a senior manager of Apple making a ton of money, I didn't control my time. It was very difficult for me to spend time with my kids, which was very important to me, for me to travel, which I enjoy quite a bit. So I started to look around. Uh, so podcast. Are you
0: saying Steve Jobs was kind of a demanding boss?
1: <laughs> we can have a whole podcast to talk about him, but you know, very smart people have a lot of quirks and he certainly had his. So anyway, I wanted to to really go into a passive income type of lifestyle. And I studied and, and got into podcasts and books and trying to figure out how to how to do it. And what came to mind was real estate. I have relatives, and most of us have relatives that have become wealthy over the years, over many years, somehow through real estate. And I started to get into it, started to learn about it. And I zoomed in into a segment that is rental income. It's basically buy and hold and rent a property. So I started to... Gold tires this road of replacing my income, the income that I had at Apple, with rental income from real estate. And as you know, there's so many advantages of real estate. When I tried to do that, I pretty much had to replace about half of the, my gross income that I had at Apple, because half of that goes to taxes. And I was in California at the time, and it's even higher there. So once I reached that point, essentially, my net was the same. The net that I was at Apple and and, uh, with real estate. And I reached that point in 2014. I built a portfolio of properties from about 2012 to 2014.
0: Wow. So all it took was two years to get you enough to replace your salary.
1: Right. But to be fair, I I did have quite a bit of stock options. Apple was on a run towards that time. So I moved my money from stocks and stock options and so on, uh, stock market into real estate. Bought a bunch of properties in, in many different states, mostly in the southern US where there's. What, a what
0: of kind of property? Single family homes, multi family? What's your sweet spot?
1: Yeah, single family residents, SFRs, and a few that are multi units, two to four units. I didn't do anything bigger than that. I was going towards getting loans through agencies, which limits you to four units. So most of my properties are still single family homes. Do you Just normal
0: long-term rentals, that kind of thing? Or are you doing short-term right. rentals or no. standard standard get a house and rent it out to a family long-term kind
1: of thing? Correct. One to two-year leases that sort of thing. I love uh, boring tenants that stay there for a long time. Yeah. Vacancies uh, really kill your return. So that's what I try, I try to concentrate on. So I built this portfolio in a couple of years, moved all that money into that. And didn't know much about investing at the time, but slowly progressed towards managing the property managers insurance and HOAs and banks and financing and that sort of thing. And built enough of a portfolio that I could quit my job at Apple and become a a full-time investor starting in 2014 with a base of rental income, residential income. I then moved on, expanded it into some houses that I built from scratch and then sold. With a partner, and I also invest in startups now. As you mentioned in the beginning, a passion of mine is is in in biohacking into longevity, living longer, dying young, and living a long time. So I dying uh, young and living a long time. Right, that's a very very powerful statement. You know, I don't want to live a long time not being healthy i want to be young and live a long time so Uh, longevity in the biohacking space that's what i concentrate on is really all about having more energy and really feeling good and uh, reducing inflammation so that the possibility of you slowing down is lowered and therefore you enjoy life a longer period of time i want to live a long time but i want to be very healthy as i do so if i'm not healthy i don't i don't care to live that long
0: i see what you mean all right well let's So let's switch, if it's okay with you, Fernando, let's switch gears towards the health side of things. Was this something that you had already figured out while you were working at Apple, while you're in corporate America, or is this something that, you know, having a little bit more time once you became a, you know, self financially self-sufficient through, through real estate that you got to focus on more? How did that come about for you?
1: So it was kind of by accident. Uh, My ex-wife at the time, challenged me to do a liquid fast for five to 10 days. And at the time, I thought that that was ridiculous. We should eat all the time. And I decided to do it. And we went through uh, a 10-day fast. I lost about 10 pounds during that time. But we watched a whole bunch of documentaries about healthy eating and what the uh, standard American diet does to our disease epidemic. Yeah, and especially with diabetes and obesity and so on. So we decided to change our diet from that point on. There was really a turning point in 2013. Since we did the diet, I figured I will now start a healthier lifestyle. So we threw away all of the junk food in our pantry. We were actually uh, raw vegans for a while, which I don't recommend, but it worked out well because it gave my gut biome a chance to reset. You know, by by starting fresh. And then from that point on, I started to get really into healthy habits because I noticed, even though throughout my life I've done a lot of exercise, I was a semi-professional soccer player. I never could be thin. I was always a bit obese, a bit overweight, because I incorrectly thought that I could, I could eat or could uh, be healthy and eat whatever I wanted, and just because you're
0: doing too so much exercise, right? That-
1: right. And you can never do that. You can never get healthy by not eating correctly. It doesn't matter how much exercise you do. It actually makes it it even worse. So what I did is I started to really learn a lot about it. I get into a concept called the Bulletproof Diet, which is, for people that know, it's similar to paleo eating, which is more like what our ancestors eating ate. But it, it focuses on reducing inflammation. That's really the key diet. And that progressed into intermittent fasting. It it progressed into a whole bunch of supplements to help our energy-producing machine, which is the mitochondria in our cells, Mm -hmm. and really getting to a a mode where on my day-to-day, I incorporate these concepts of trying to eat organically, try not to buy junk foods, try to, to take all the supplements of things that we mostly are missing in our standard diet, like vitamin D, for example. Most of us are indoors most of the day don't get enough vitamin d so most of us need to supplement yeah
0: when we spoke prior you recommended that to me and i ran out and bought some vitamin d so now i've been popping vitamin d so excellent
1: that is great that is awesome so over the years since since i did that initial diet in 2013 i got more and more into this healthy biohacking lifestyle what does
0: biohacking mean exactly so
1: biohacking, as the name suggests, is really the concept of hacking your biology, hacking your body, changing the environment, changing what you eat, changing your exposure to toxins, you know, taking the right supplement such that your gene expression can be such that you are healthier. You know, We, we all have a set of a DNA programming in our bodies, but what we now know is that something called epigenetics plays a big role, meaning that what you eat what you were exposed to, your social circles, amount of stress, they express your genes differently. In other words, you might have this predisposition to a certain issue with your genetic code, but you can reprogram it and express it in a different way such that you live healthy. It's, it's analogous to you having ingredients to bake a cake. Well, everyone can take the of ingredients and try to bake a cake, and they're all going to look different because we're expressing it differently. We're, we're doing it in a slightly different way. So that's really what I try to do is I try to live my life such that I can, I can live a long time and be healthier for as long as, as I can. Wow.
0: That's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's right out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals. And I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right. Discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. So that makes sense. So Fernando, you know, if, and I tell you, this whole pandemic thing for me was an eye opener because as soon as, The coronavirus, as it was called at the beginning, turning into COVID, came about. I was was looking at the risk factors and it said, Hey, you know what? If you're obese, you're at risk. Yeah. At that point, I was obese. So check that one off. If you got high blood pressure, you're at risk. Ooh, got that as well. Mm -hmm. If you're asthmatic, you're at risk, higher risk. Checked off all three of those. Yeah. So the pandemic was kind of an eye opener for me. And and I started paying more attention to my health and and not at the degree that, that you have, but. I dropped over 50 pounds, got off my blood pressure medications for the first time in 12 years. I haven't had to use my inhaler hardly at all. I was using it a a couple of times a week. And I went from that to maybe a couple of times a year now. Um, So it's made a a huge, huge difference for me. How about you going through this this whole transformation? Sounds like you're probably in pretty good shape when you started. But what's been like the biggest benefits you've seen? I really think so. Help.
1: The in- incredibly fasting is the biggest biohack of all. And okay. everything that you mentioned, you know, we I okay. listen to a lot of functional doctors, very very well respected people that, you know, work and, and teach at the highest levels of universities and, and some advise the government, not enough, but they advise the government. But uh, what I've learned is doing the simplest things, really going back to basics, you know, eating if you throw away the junk and you, you don't eat a lot of processed foods and eliminate all of the, the bad refined sugars and sodas and all of that and doing a fast, some sort of intermittent fasting, which which I do. I don't eat breakfast you know, on weekdays, for example, that so gives my body time to burn off that glucose that got stored and get start to get into burning fat. Also, I do a 40 to 48 hour fast every week from Sunday night to Tuesday afternoon, which again, accelerates that, that whole process and also does something called autophagy. Autophagy is this process where cells that are not functioning very well, they're kind of broken, they're not really doing a, a, what they're supposed to do in your body. There's a natural process in the body that only happens when you are in a fasting state or ketogenic state where your body kind of breaks it up and consumes those pieces of cells, and also throws away what it, what it doesn't need. So it's it's kind of a cleansing. You know, right. wonder why all religions, all cults in the world, they all have some sort of a fasting period. And it's truly both a, a mental, a spiritual, but also a physical cleansing that, that happens. So to me, that's the biggest thing that has made... So, so you're you're basically doing to... a
0: combination of intermittent fasting... During the week if I understand correctly it's basically you're skipping breakfast so you, you kind of condense the number of hours that you're the window that you're eating in so what what does your typical day look like that way for your eating window like is it you start at noon and stop oh. at six or seven something like that what is it like? yeah
1: pretty much I try to you know for lunch which is your around one noon or one I try to eat plant-based food. You know, mm. big salad. I love to go to Whole Foods and get a big organic salad and, and eat a uh, big salad there. And then at night, I will eat some protein, you know, grass fed beef or wild caught fish, you know, a lot of good eggs, free range, you know, organic, all that good stuff. And I try not to buy things that are not healthy, such as breads. Unfortunately, the gluten that we have nowadays is not the same, the, the flour that we use is not the same as it was 100, 200 years ago. So I try to avoid that. I try to avoid you know, the starches and, and the processed foods that our body has, doesn't not know what to do with them. It's, a, it's a, kind of a very simple concept from that point of view. If you're eating a lot of preservatives, a lot of you know, ingredients that you don't even know how to pronounce, your body's not going to know what to do with them. So what it does is it will store them as in your fat cells and it will create tons of inflammation. Well, inflammation is the source of all chronic disease, you know, heart attacks and cancers and so on and so forth. So by concentrating on this fasting, which allows my body to clean itself, to go into what we call a flexible metabolic state, where it switches back and forth between glucose and ketones, what I do is I I make my, my gene expression such that it will make me live longer. There are studies that show that that restriction, caloric restriction will make you live longer. It helps my cognitive abilities. Ketones are excellent for the brain. And also suppresses appetite. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Once you stop eating or go into a ketogenic diet and your body's producing ketones, which is essentially burning fat, what it does is it satiates you. You don't need to eat as much. I mentioned I don't eat uh, breakfast on weekdays. Well, I do drink what we call bulletproof coffee, which is also buttered coffee, which is you blend coffee with uh, grass-fed butter and MCT oil from, from coconuts and it's loaded with saturated fats and and since it's loaded with saturated fats and i drink that early in the morning i am not hungry until noon i i just don't feel like eating and Plus you got it a little, works really
0: well you got a pick me up you got the caffeine going to the system there as well so
1: it all it all works in conjunction
0: so fernando people who haven't done anything like this are probably going oh my god that sounds horrendous <laughs> not eating till one that. having a salad you know having you know this taking two days off all together once a week from eating shoot me now <laughs> so obviously this is something you got to kind of work into it's not everybody's cup of tea but what sure. are your thoughts on you know on like like do you stick to that 100% of the time or do you go out and have a beer with the boys every once in a while and and chow down on some wings or how does your kid's birthday parties come into play here? What, you know, when real life and interaction with non-biohacking people comes into play, right. how do you manage that?
1: So I am strict when I buy groceries for me at home. Yeah. So most of the time when I'm at home, I'm eating really well because I don't buy junk. That makes it very, very easy. Right. And I am disciplined in knowing how good it is for me to do the fasting, to take tons of supplements, which is also not, not very easy and it's expensive. So you need to have the discipline. But I saw the results. You know, I do blood tests every six months, inflammation tests. I do all kinds of look at all kinds of markers, even genetic aging markers that have proven to me that I am many years younger biologically than I am chronologically. So all of that, it proves to me that it works and I feel great and I still play soccer at a high level i travel and you know, i i'm constantly being told that i don't look my age so it kind of it, it, it self propels you into into staying in that mode when i go out i don't worry as much i used to but i'm, I'm getting to a point where it's just too too much too much and i I will, if I, I'll try to avoid, I'll give you a, just a quick example. So alcohol. So I, I drink alcohol once in a while, but there are choices that you can, you can make. And one of them is I stick with the distilled alcohols. They have less toxins, especially vodka and gin. They have, you know, very few toxins that are going there compared to beer, which is the worst. Beer has a ton of gluten, it has a ton of toxins, and it has carbohydrates. That's why the change,
0: Pretty
1: damn tasty, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I do is I choose, you know, of that bad, alcohol is not good, but of that set, I choose the best one for me. So there is, a, there is a give and take. And if I travel internationally in places where I go to restaurants and so on, it's kind of difficult to always ask, well, is your beef grass-fed? If it's not great, are you using vegetable oil? I don't want any vegetable oil. You know, it gets a little tiring. So I am a little more, I guess, flexible when it comes to that. But it comes down to, to the 80-20 rule, right? If, you, right? if you do the right thing for 80% of the time, you're going to see tremendous results. And as I said earlier, fasting is, is easy. It's cheap. It's, you save money. And you can, like all of the, the issues that you described, there's so many people that have reverted type 2 diabetes and all kinds of insulin-related issues by just you know, not eating so much and, and paying attention to when they eat, try to reduce that window of time also makes a difference. There's all kinds of ways you can do fasting. There is one resource that people can look at. This uh, doctor is great. His name is David Jason Fung, F-U-N-G. Yes. I believe um, he's
0: from the University of Toronto, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I don't remember, but I do remember his uh, dietdoctor.com is his website, where you can just uh, search him up. He is excellent. He's a nephrologist, and he talks about what uh, fasting can do. I've, I've, that's a really I've read one of his
0: books. He is. He is oh, absolutely! That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, that was good.
1: good. I'm glad you know him.
0: Fernando, this is a lot of fun. I appreciate your input. And and again, you guys, this obviously this is a real estate podcast usually, but I thought we tried something a little bit different, talk about something that's very, very related to your success as a real estate investor and your success in life, living a better life. And that is starting to focus a little bit on your health. And I know a lot of people during the pandemic have kind of gone the other way and they're just doing a lot less for their health. They're a lot less active. They're eating worse than they were. They're drinking more. They're doing more drugs. Yeah. You know, that's one path to go down. The other path is just to say, hey, this is a wake up call. Let's go the other way. And if you want to get the most out of your life, it, you know, the greater I get, the more I realize, hey, you know what? It's true. You don't have your health, you don't have anything. So, yeah. Fernando, thank you very much for sharing some of your wisdom and your insights. If people want to, Connect with you and find out more about you, what should they do?
1: They can go to my website, fernandoaries.com, and there's links there. There's some information there about biohacking, a little bit of bio history. It's a good starting point. Just a couple more things, Dave, that, that sure. I want to mention before I forget. If people are interested in, in watching some documentaries, if they have Netflix, they can go. And there's some older movies that I watched a few years ago. Hungry for Change is an excellent movie that shows how bad the standard American diet is and what changes you can you can make. There's also the perfect the perfect diet, I think, is, is another good movie that shows throughout history what humans have been exposed to and what made a difference for us to become the top species in the planet as well. So those two are very good starting points for people that yeah, want so to So it's do it.
0: more than just opposable thumbs,
1: huh? Well, yeah, it's a little more than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic, Fernando Well this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Dave. All right, everybody. Take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.